Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount Plus. What brings you to the show? Opportunity. Everybody get down! Walk right up to the side. A new rain is coming to the south side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes May 10th. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. It is the day before the National Signing Day, and most of Nebraska's players are already signed. So why... Is Husker 24-7 convening here to talk to you about what is coming on Wednesday? Because there's still news. There's always news. There's always recruiting. And because we're 24-7, what else do we do? Welcome in. I'm Mike Schaefer, joined by Michael Brunts, Brian Christofferson, National Signing Day Preview Show 2024. Gentlemen, are you fired up for tomorrow? Do you have the, Brunts, do you have like all the coffee like ready to go? set out you know like I, I i don't know how many pots you go through now i don't even know if, you, if pots is the right term um i don't know what what goes higher than pots and coffee um but do you have that are you are you going to be ready for this this day that 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 is ahead here the second signing day you kind of you, you roll out of the rack a little slower like there's not this frenzied like it's it's like bonus signing day now um can I offer so I don't a comparison? Know. There's, not the, there's not the same sense of urgency, which means there's less coffee, I think. I, I Here's my comparison for what second signing day is. It's when you have like that third family Christmas with one of the sides of the families, and it's usually like two or three weeks removed from actual Christmas. And like you're all getting together and you're exchanging gifts, but it doesn't feel like Christmas. And it, it feels sort of forced is the word. Uh, but you have good memories associated with the times where it didn't feel that way. And, you know, the kids are running around and acting like it's the same thing as it's always been. But in the back of your head, you know, this is not this is not the deal. Is that a fair comparison? Yeah, I, I think you're in the neighborhood. It's like you're 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 trying to recreate the magic, but it's a little bit harder to do that. Like you, you, you're, you're probably going to end up with some more socks, which is nice. But. It's it's not the not the same, and you're probably having to fit it in between like work and things like that. So I I, I think you're onto something there. Yeah, uh, BC. You know what fascinates me? BC never covered a one year only signing day with Husker twenty four seven. When he mm. joined, it was the first year of the the double signing day. So we we oh, never. Yeah. Yeah, we never got the experience of of what BC would be like on a day in which everything 
was slated to happen all at the same time. And all of your commitments needed to make it there without being lost, uh, you know, um, or shipwrecked or whatever analogy we want to use before you got to that signing day. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that. I, when, when did that, so that, when did that 20, 2018 class? So okay, December, right. so Scott Frost's first off season. Okay. Your first year with us was the, uh, the Bob Diaco year, yes. which is how everyone remembers it. BC leaves to go to, uh, to join Husker 24 seven and, and Bob Diaco joins Nebraska. Those two things are, are linked <laughs> yeah. forever. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for attaching me to that. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so, well, I guess that's kind of a bummer. We didn't get to go through one of those, uh, traditional, uh, February deals. Cause I like tradition, like Fiddler on the Roof and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I, I the one I remember, um, most, you're probably going to ask this question, but, uh, all right, you go ahead. Just ask what you want to ask. I don't want to interrupt. I don't want to intercept, like step in front of a pass here and try to get a pick six. Okay. Before I should. We'll, we'll get the banterish stuff out of the way before we dive into what Nebraska has at stake uh, tomorrow. But I, I was planning to ask these gentlemen, what memories do you associate from the time when Nebraska just simply had the one signing day? Is there one in particular? Is there a signee or a uh, signing ceremony or a day in particular that you remember um, above others? And so I will, uh, I will now throw this at Brian Christopherson, who seems very interested in this question and might have an answer ready to go. For it's attached to you. And I don't really want to say the prospect's name, nor can I necessarily think of the name the night before. Oh, I remember. Yeah. I the, the name. Then the night, the night I get choked up thinking about it. It was an emotional night. And the night before signing day, did you report, you reported correctly that um, somebody wasn't going to be in the class, right? Is that yes. what it was? Yep. And so I was at the newspaper at the time, and you were first on it. You you got the little scoop. He wasn't going to be in it. And so I was trying to track down at like 11 p.m. on Tuesday night or something, um, if that was accurate. And the kid gave me a different answer, I think. And so I think I reached out to you guys or someone, and I was like, hey, just so you know, I believe Schaefer's story. And I know it's right, but uh, this is just what the kids said. So uh, here's what it might be in print, but it's like not a it's not a jab at you that you're wrong and trying to do that. So that's one I remember. And I also remember um, I can't even say his name, but Oamogbi, Odihijwa, and uh, how badly they wanted him. And then they he I thought they were going to get him. And they ended up what, picking UCLA. And I kind of remember Bo going in on him a little bit for picking UCLA, like a little more than coaches normally do for a guy. Yeah, that was a kid. 20, um, that was 2010. Yeah. It was the, the 2010 signing day. I remember that one um, because I had a, I was still in school and I had a, I guess it was an internship class type thing where I worked for the state capitol or I, I was working at the state capitol for the, the legislature. And they had these jobs where basically like senators would put their call light on and they would need to, you to run to get papers from their office or whatever it was. And I'll leave, I'll leave the senator's name off, but he knew that I, I wrote about sports and we had had conversations before and he saw that I was next up in the queue uh, to go help whoever he puts his call light on. I come over there. He's like, Hey, I need you to step outside and get all the information you can on what's going on with, 
with Nebraska signing day right now. They're in the middle of this debate. <laughs> I don't remember what the what the topic was, but <laughs> he was so thoroughly uninterested by the debate that I was tasked with going and getting information about whether Corey Cooper had signed or not, uh, because the cell phones at that time did not always work the best uh, inside the um, inside the the rotunda and the the legislature there. So I stepped out and I, I brought him the news of Corey Cooper signing during the middle of this debate. And he was, he was quite fired up. So that's well, he's uh, a multiple year starter, you know? So, yeah, no, I, um, the, the OA decision I think happened in the afternoon. It was like, a there's one mm. of the, one of those where Nebraska had to wait around to find out if this guy was going to be in their class or not. Uh, and they, they ended up not getting him. So you mentioned, you mentioned before, I want to say it was a 2014 class, uh, with nope, Brunt's is shaking his head. No, I'm just shaking my head because that was that was like the class from hell. Like oh, the 2014 class. Yeah, like I that, that recruiting cycle. I just remember being like, "What are we doing here?" I don't mind just saying the recruit's name. I mean, I wrote about it, and people could look it up if they want. And he went on to play um, uh, where he did, but it was it was Willie Sykes. Was oh yeah, the, Willie. Uh, was the, the <laughs> player. And he was committed to Nebraska at the time, and I had gotten wind that um, that commitment. Uh, there might be some some potential signing day shenanigans, and so I mm. I reached out to him, and you know you identify yourself as a reporter, and he you know agrees to to talk, and as he understands that I'm going to report this, and like this is all very clear, and he basically tells me that he's going to flip from Nebraska to Arkansas because he. Um, because Arkansas has uh, an affiliation with Walmart and he was going to be a business major and they had really sold him on the fact that he could get an internship with Walmart and Nebraska didn't have any fortune 500 companies like Walmart that could help him in his uh, future career as a, as a businessman. And, you know, uh, this was the answer that was given to me. I don't remember exactly how I wrote it up because I don't think I went in deep as that uh but so i write this story and i put it out there and of course you know it's big news it's the night before signing day and a kid isn't going to sign with the team that he's committed with and within 25 minutes he calls me back and he's like hey um could you not run that and i was like i'm sorry i mean it's already it's already out there he's like okay that's fine and then he proceeded to tell everybody else that would call him that he wasn't <laughs> that he was going to sign with Nebraska. Like it was a, yeah. I, I felt terrible because I, I I had pretty much made clear like what was going to mm. happen, and it was one of those where I don't think he understood how this how quickly this news was going to travel and mm. how quickly like and, and maybe he thought it was going to be a newspaper story that was going to go up the next day, um, but yeah, I mean it was it was one of those where I I felt genuinely bad. But at the same time, I mean, we had discussed what exactly was going to happen. And, um, yeah, and then it just led to this sort of weird, weird deal. But, yeah, that was Willie Sykes. I, I don't remember okay, the yeah. exact class. I think it was 2014, but I'm not positive on that. Yeah. Those are – it's funny sometimes the 11th hour, like, uh, hand-wringing over certain players and stuff that goes on. And it's like – I mean, it's just, it just it happens to be because of the timing, not so much that that player was going to be, like, a great player or anything. But I do remember that one. And I also remember when we weren't working together yet calling Brunts about a particular recruit's coach that I was oh, trying to – Same class. 
Was it the same class? Yeah, yeah. I was trying to reach a coach. Hey, for you guys were of... working together before you ever worked together. It was Chris a, Jones. That's the beauty of it. It's Chris Jones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It was. Yep. Down, down in Jacksville. And, uh, coach Geis. What yeah. was it? It was a low rider. He had a low, low rider, rider ringtone. And I, so I called the number I thought was the coach. And I just needed affirmation that that was accurate because no one answered or something. So I was like, Bronx. This doesn't make sense. This dude's is this guy who's the coach is his ringtone low rider, and which I is fine, but I was just a little surprised. And uh, he's like, Oh, yeah, that's him. <laughs> so, yeah, that must have been a fun class to cover. I'll have to go back and look at all the names that were in it. Fun DeAndre, DeAndre Wills, that was the that was the same class. Oh, Remember that? Oh man, uh, that was the the trio from Louisiana. There was a lot, there was a lot going on that year. I think that was also the Terrell Clink scales recruitment too if you remember that one uh i think that might have been the next year because that was no you're right that was that same year because that was um they had the the defensive lineman from new jersey they ended up losing to ohio state um after after bo swung the hat and said if you want to fire me fire me and it looked like he was maybe on his way out and teams started working on nebraska's commitment list and one of the guys to jump was that New Jersey defensive lineman um, who I, I think he's a public commit at that time. I can't remember the name. There's there's too many of them. But, yeah, I mean, signing day has definitely been rife with uh, different things going on. You know, and even it's still true even with the the early signing period. But um, that, that one day event always felt like just a an absolute – battle like i remember we would i would be getting up at like four in the morning we would have these like big long profiles written or different things that we would post when when guys would sign it wasn't as simple as it is now where schools have the graphics and everything that go up right away that basically just alerts you to this is happening so you'd be sending all of these texts to try to confirm with the kid or with mom or with coach that the the um nli had been sent off and, you know, sometimes you would have a parent that would tell you yes and the coach would tell you no. And it was, you know, I don't I don't really miss the the single signing day. And I certainly I don't I, it's a lot easier now in the way that social media has made it than it was necessarily in 2013 um, in 2014. So uh, brunch, you have any you have any signing day specific memories? Uh, well, that, that class, that 14 class, that was the Travell Dixon class too, where he very late before signing day, like two in the morning decided that he was going to go to Nebraska. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any others that really stand out that, that class, that one was a battle. I felt like, um, there was the, was it the year before that where they got like 13 commits in the span of like 30 days? Um, that yeah. I, I think yeah. the, thir- the thirteen class mm-hmm. that was where the best was, one of those ended up being Kevin Maurice, I believe. Yeah. Um. So that one stands out. I, I'm sure there's others. I mean, the there was the it wasn't necessarily signing day, but it was around then with um, Jameer Calvin. You know, was in out in out in again and then out. He had a, he had a nice career. Um. For, for Washington State and later Mississippi State, but I don't know. I, th- those those kind of late Polini years, I remember being particularly. Uh, you you we were we were chasing a lot of really weird things. 
It's probably yeah, there the is, yeah, there was a there's a run with Riley too. It might have been his first full class, or it might have been uh yeah, it's his first full class where it's like Elijah Blades and all of those guys, Diamador Lenore, they're all making basically like late January decisions. And I remember they Nebraska ends up getting Elijah Blades and it's this big win. And um he never ends up like even getting on campus because the, the academics were what they were. He goes to junior college is like the number one junior college cornerback in the country. Then he's at LSU for a minute. Then he's at Texas A&M. I think he was in the portal multiple different times. I don't know if he ever really finished out his career, but that was another one of those sort of signing day wins. Uh, that was, that was a big deal at the time. Uh, all right. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Ducible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must Listen, download, and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found. New CBS Sunday. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. When something is lost, everyone's looking for something. He finds it. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. I survive. You make quick, smart decisions. You never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. New Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus. We've we've gone down the we've gone down the memory lane. Let's take you to what's gonna happen on Wednesday. Nebraska does not have a lot of space left, and yet they continue to turn over rocks and find different players. We'll start with Keona Wilhite. Brunts, what uh, what do we know about Keona Wilhite, and uh, what are your sort of thoughts on what this addition would mean if Nebraska picks up a signing day signature from the defensive end in Arizona? Yeah, I mean he's you know kind of the one of those guys that got caught up in the the coaching change wash this past year um, with with the movement there. In particular, I think wash you know guys that were committed to Washington, I think. You know, there there was a little bit of hesitation to just kind of go along with with what you know with Fish and, and his staff there. I know they've been able to keep some guys, but um, you know, UCLA, Nebraska were, were kind of the two prominent schools there. And just to kind of preview things, I guess you know, earlier in the week it seemed like things were trending pretty well for UCLA there. Um, then you have the news come out. Uh, midweek that Chip Kelly's been linked and actively interviewing for a number of NFL offensive coordinator jobs. And, you know, I, I think that kind of came at a time when, uh, you know, that the, there was still a decision to be made. So, you know, Nebraska hosted him for an official visit. 
Uh, Michigan State also hosted hosted him, UCLA. Um, but I, I think, you know, Nebraska has a, a pretty good plan for how he would potentially fit in that defense. And, you know, I, I think Tony White's kind of flexed his recruiter muscles a little bit there too. Um, you know, he's, he was out multiple times uh, to see Will Height and his family. And, you know, I, I think when you kind of look at his size, I, I think we list him at what, 6'5", 240. Um, that's a guy that, you know, can, can probably get on the field sooner than later and has a, the type of frame that you can really grow into, you know, either a, a defensive end or, or kind of keep as an edge uh, with, with the talent that he has. Yeah, it feels like a nice uh, potential addition if Nebraska does land it. And like I said, it's trending that way um, with what we've we've sort of been hearing. They they had such a nice defensive line class in 2023, and then I think Ashton Murphy is their only one so far in, in 2024, depending on how roles you know divide out for some of these other guys. But I think adding a, a Keona Wilhite is just continuing to, to backfill at a position room that looks so different now than it did at the end of the uh the the Scott Frost Mickey Joseph tenure there in in 2022. He's not the only one though and he's not the only defender. BC, you were on this one last night. What what can you tell us about Kamir Prescott? Yeah, Kamir <clears throat> Prescott defensive back out of Philadelphia. Um let's see he was in Nebraska for the spring game, is that right? Uh yes. um and uh, had been committed to uh, Wisconsin at one point um, in the process, but it, it decommitted back a month or two ago. Um, and it kind of went quiet, like as far as publicly on what was going to happen with him. Um, but Nebraska had a good relationship established, you know, that dated back throughout the whole cycle. Um, and I think that was at play here. Obviously there's, there's good NIL opportunities and, and, uh, you know, for, for a guy like him. Um, and I think you, you're kind of getting a late steal um, that maybe people weren't expecting like a week or so ago, but you look at like how he was recruited and the type of schools that wanted him. One of your rivals was after him in Wisconsin. Uh, it's a nice get. And also, you know, he's from the area where this, this staff has familiarity with in Philadelphia. Like they, they, they're, I think they're always going to be able to make some hay uh, with rule having coached at temple and some of those guys background there in that, in that city. Um, so this is another example of that. So I, it seems like a good get if he ends up, uh, raising his hand, which I'm kind of thinking he will as of, uh, signing day Eve here. Yeah. Um, I don't, I mean, I, I just don't have a lot else to, to kind of add to this. It looks like Nebraska could add a couple more defenders to, uh, to their class. And I think it's a, a situation where they really utilize this period as well as you could expect. They're able to get some transfer portal guys that are already on the roster. They're able to uh, um, put themselves in position to potentially add a guy in Keona Wilhite um, who was signed somewhere else. And they took advantage of a, uh, a deal where his coach left and, and they offered an opportunity and, and it's a good fit. I think if it were to work that way, and it, it might be the same with, with Kamir Prescott, who decommitted from Wisconsin late in the first cycle. So uh, I I feel like this is kind of what I expect going forward, guys, uh, with this, this second signing period. I think Nebraska will have most of their work done. And then it's a little bit of kind of turning over rocks and seeing what's available and being flexible. And I, I think that's something that um, they're going to be able to do pretty well. It, it feels like they never stop with recruiting, which is a really nice – 
nice thing when we just spent a lot of time talking about how they signed like 30 guys in 31 days or whatever it was, or got however many it was in the, the month of January in 2014. Yeah. I mean, and the thing is too, is I think whenever you kind of get Nebraska's getting to this point, I, I think they're almost there, but when you get to a point where you're not having to, you know, really go hard into the portal to kind of paper over roster deficiencies it really does kind of make this January open recruiting period more about what you can do for future classes and kind of setting the table to where the ball gets rolling down the hill a little bit earlier. I mean, you've done evaluations on guys that are towards the top of your board. You've kind of gotten a feel for where guys are at with their recruitments early on. And you you kind of start making those offers. I mean, that that's, that's the benefit to having continuity and having a roster that, you know, you, you're trying to, to build and develop rather than just kind of filling holes with the portal. So, you know, I, you, you didn't see much, much uh, attrition in the off season. And, you know, I, I think Nebraska has been pretty smart about filling needs. I know Brian, you were asked about this on a, a, a radio show this morning about, you know, is, was there any area that they really didn't address or get better at in the off season? And I, I think they've done a pretty good job of addressing most areas. Um, you know, kind of coming off of, of last season and what they've done over the last couple of months. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I mean, receiver was the big one. And then when you get those portal additions with Banks and Nair, made everybody feel a little bit more at ease. I mentioned linebacker because I do think people are still kind of wondering like what it looks like, not so much at the jack spot, but your your more traditional middle backer with uh, Reimer and Henrich gone. But they've got interesting guys in this class um that where if if one of those first year guys like a McGahee or a Vincent Schaefer's who I it got posted the other day is up to 215 pounds has already added 10 since arriving if one of those guys makes a push uh you could feel okay about your two deep there but all in all um on paper you'd have to say they they uh, as, as Brunts says check the boxes um for the most part um with stuff. And I also think like if let's say they get two additions on Wednesday, though, the way those are um, those came, I think is the formula for the future. Like you'll have basically your whole class in play. And then you got one example of a guy who they had a relationship with that. Okay. It's, he kind of ended up being still out there um, in Prescott. And then you get that example of which you're always going to get two of now coaching changes or something that happens and and there's going to be maybe one guy you're like, man, he'd really fit, you know, we've got to squeeze the numbers a bit, but um, he could make a difference. Like what happened when Kalen DeBoer went to Alabama. So um, I think it's like the perfect example, honestly, if those two guys end up saying yes tomorrow of like how it's going to work <laughs> most years where there's like two or three additions and they kind of come in this, the way they came this, this cycle. All right, I didn't prepare you guys for this, and I'm famous for doing that. We're going to finish now kicking it forward just slightly, and we'll have more time to do this, of course. But I, I want you to call your shot now. Who is someone not committed to Nebraska for the 2025 cycle that you think will sign in the uh, the 2025 class? Not Obviously, you know, you can you can go wherever you want with it, but give me one name. Michael Brooks. I'm trying not to go with a local guy because I feel like that's that's kind of cheating a little bit. Um, 
It's also hard to just throw it out there with somebody too. You don't know what's going to happen. But yeah, I I think we'll I see think what Nebraska, you can do here. I think Nebraska keeps Christian Jones home. I, I okay, think. Hey, look at that. I think they you keep him home. Local guy, top two four seven. And and I the other I'll give you one one regional. There we go. Here, here you go. I I think Nebraska will will be in it for a while. I don't know if he's going to ultimately say yes, but I I think they're in a I think they're going really hard in the paint right now. For Corey Sims, a wide receiver out of St. Louis, Nebraska legacy. Um, I, I think he's towards the top of their board um, for, for wide receivers. And I, I think uh, he's at least a guy to watch. I mean, I, I think with the amount of energy they're expending on recruiting him, I, I think he's uh, he, he's he's worth worth keeping in, in mind. BC, you got a name? Sure. Um I mean, I think they're first off, I do think they're going to largely clean up locally with whoever they offer. Right? Cause what, what I think they're doing so well at is getting ahead of the game with how many people are treading into Nebraska's territory from other programs, uh, looking at prospects, the Huskers are not responding so much to what others do as I think they did in previous staffs as they're setting the tone with offers. And so I think that's going to serve them well. Um, it's interesting. The name Brunt said, because, um, this is a long, maybe it seems like a long shot, but you, we want to be bold, right? Um, Isaiah Mosey is a guy that I thought like just, um, from, you know, he was here on that one visit, um, back when Ryola was here and I'm not, I'm just using him more as an example of, I think there's these certain guys from the 25 class that were sort of connected to that experience or, or a little bit tied to that, that I at least have my eye on. And I'm not going to say he's going to end up here. That's not my, I know that's what you asked, but um, I do think there are going to be a few of those um, that were linked to sort of that 24 cycle from this next one with Ryle and stuff that end up being at Nebraska, the one or two. And so he's just a name I mentioned to use that as uh, you know, something like that. All right. I am. Uh, I'm going to go out there a little bit and I will give you a signee that is not local. That is so not local. He doesn't even live in the continental United States. Here is a prediction for you. I believe Nebraska walks away with a commitment from Aiden Manatai from uh, Hawaii. I can't even pronounce his, his town that he's in, but he is a safety. I think Nebraska is going to get two players from Hawaii in the uh, the 2025 class. Because I also like their chances uh, with Houston Kahina Torres, mm-hmm. a uh, interior offensive lineman from St. Louis. Nebraska has been recruiting him. Uh, he is connected to the Riola family. He was as excited as anybody um, when the Huskers uh, were able to, to pick up Riola. And he is, uh, he's, I think, got a relationship with Preston Talmua as well. So I like the Huskers to, to potentially add two players from the islands in the 2025 class. So we'll, uh, some predictions that we can look back at and laugh upon when, you know, it doesn't go right here in a year's time, or we'll just forget that we ever made and we don't have to face the music for it. That's the beautiful thing about putting out all of this content. You do so much of it. You can't always remember it. Uh, Anything you guys want to say before we sign off here? Beatsy. 
No, I'm sure we'll nail all those predictions. So I won't even worry about it. Um, you know, so yeah, I, I, I feel like, uh, I kind of do miss the old February signing days a little bit, but not that much, not that much. Do not miss Brunt. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see what the, what signing day, what signing day is going to be like in a couple of years. Like, I, I don't know how this, this model like is sustainable with the college football playoff expanding and, um, portal and everything else. Like it, it feels like it's probably going to move again. And whatever is the first, first, uh, the first signing day will probably be the new signing day. And, uh, we'll think back to the the wonderful times we had in just in late December, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it feels like we're headed towards maybe a summer signing day of some sort, but uh, we'll see how that goes. I strongly encourage and support an August 1st signing day and just make it easy. Get it done before the, the senior season starts big win for everybody, but uh, believe it or not, I will not be consulted um, for that sort of decision. Uh, if you're looking to make a decision, if you're looking to make a good decision, and you're not already an annual VIP subscriber, you can get 60% off right now an annual VIP membership. This deal goes through Wednesday evening. Give yourself a chance to get all of the VIP news before anyone else. Be the guy that's texting your friends and telling them stuff before they know that it's even happening. You can do that with Husker 24-7. we got a deal going right now, as I said. 60% off for any new annual VIP subscriber. We've got, uh, got a lot of stuff going on here at Husker 24-7. Obviously, finish up, up this 2024 class, but you've got 2025 on tap if you're into recruiting. Basketball is uh, looking to do some things here. Baseball is about to get underway. And, of course, the second year of Matt Rule will feature the Dylan Riola experience. And I promise you we will have plenty of coverage of all of that when spring football fires up here and even before it does so be sure to get to husker 24 7 get signed up if you haven't uh, lots of people jumping on this deal it really doesn't get a whole lot better than that so for michael brunt for brian christopherson i'm mike shaver tomorrow is national signing day enjoy it and uh stop by husker 24 7 we'll have plenty of content for you to read and enjoy